Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, or somewhere in between. Today we are talking about Birds of Prey, fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley. Here we are. Back in the land of the DCEU, uh, more specifically Gotham City, Harley Quinn is back on the big screen after her last go on Suicide Squad about three years ago, give or take. Directed by Kathy Yan, the film follows Harley post-breakup with Mr. J. Uh, apparently, while the two were an item, Harley pissed off a lot of people, and I mean a lot, uh, but no one dared touch her due to her BF. All that changed the moment she announced in spectacular fashion that they were now over. Uh, in fact, one of the best running gags involves her running into people that want her dead and she having to remember the reasons why. All right, let's start with the good. Uh, Margot Robbie. I mean, what else can I say? I mean, she fits Harley in the same way that Robert Downey Jr. fits Iron Man. Uh, she was one of the best parts about Suicide Squad, and she is easily the best thing about this movie. Uh, she's basically DC's Deadpool with significantly less fourth wall breaking. Uh, Margot balances all her manic tendencies perfectly and even manages to tap into character's history as a psychologist, occasionally psychoanalyzing people that she encounters out of sheer boredom. Another great character is Black Mask, played wonderfully by Ewan McGregor. Uh, this man chews up every single scene he's in like it's just a never-ending piece of licorice. Uh, they do go a bit over the top with his misogyny, with him calling women sluts in situations that have nothing to do with the word's definition. Like there's a scene where some girl is laughing at somebody else's joke, and he didn't hear the joke, he just... He's so insecure with himself that he, like, assumes she's laughing at him. And then he, like, makes her, like, strip and dance and calls her a slut for it. And I didn't quite understand. Like, I get his insecurity with her laughing and him assuming that it's about him because he's all about himself. He's, like, a weapons-grade narcissist. But to call her a slut for laughing at him, I don't quite get it. Maybe something else. But it just, it, it felt... A bit, yeah, it felt it felt over the top, especially that word. I don't, as a dude, I don't normally hear that word come out of like men's mouths more than I hear women call other women that. But I digress. I'm moving on. Uh, Chris Messina is also great as Black Mask's understated goon Victor Zaz, a killer that keeps count of his victims by cutting his body. Uh, his low key demeanor plays well uh, off of Black Mask's over the topness. Journey Smollett and Mary Elizabeth Winstead are both good as the birds themselves, uh, Black Canary and Huntress. Uh, the real problem is, is that they're both not given a lot of character or stuff to do in this plot, uh, despite the fact that the very title of the movie is called Birds of Prey. Although, from what I've heard recently, they've changed the title given that people have uh, gotten wise to the bait and switch that people, you know, mostly comic book fans or you know were going in thinking they were going to get a birds of prey movie and uh, it's about i'd say the movie is about a 90 percent harley quinn movie about 10 percent birds of prey movie so yeah the balance is uh is is definitely uh not there the action in the film is uh is very fun at times uh apparently they brought in chad stahelski from John Wick to spice up the action set pieces, and it shows uh, the best action, or the best bit of action, in my opinion, uh, involves a quick shootout involving the Huntress. 
However, the fights do feel a bit over-choreographed at times, and at other times just unbelievable in the hits they're trying to sell. Uh, I also notice a bit of repetitiveness with the moves, especially with the push kicks. If you, if, if you try taking a, a, a shot every time you see someone do a push kick, you will probably be dead by the middle of Act 2. Uh, Journey Smole, who plays Black Canary, definitely looked unnatural throwing uh, her kicks, and I feel that a stunt double or an actress with a martial arts background would have improved her scenes uh, immensely. As I never quite bought her as the badass she should be, because I'm a huge Black Canary fan in the comics. Uh, all these characters should be badasses for sure, but the way they take down a lot of the henchmen with single strikes that I know for a fact wouldn't render a man unconscious, even if it was from another man. Uh, the girls also take little to no damage in these fights, completely removing any real tension. Uh, the bad guys also do that really dumb, typical thing of attacking one at, one at a time for no real reason, which made the 30 guys versus four girls bout at the end way less impressive. Uh, visually, the film has a great, poppy, colorful flavor and a non-chronological style of storytelling that keeps the momentum up for the most part. Uh, it does come across as gimmicky at times, as scenes tend to cut to other scenes, sacrificing flow for fear of audience boredom. Uh, they also add a few flashbacks that simply halt the flow of the film entirely. They do this thing where they start off in the middle and then cut back to how we got there. And they do that kind of thing probably three to four times. And it works the first time, but after a while it keeps feeling like we keep taking three steps forward, two steps back. And yeah, it's a... Uh, it, doesn't work with the flow or momentum of the film at all. One of the downsides of the film is the fact that Harley and the Birds of Prey aren't really on screen together all that much. Uh, Black Canary and Harley share a couple of scenes early on, but they don't come together until the last act of the film, which feels like too little too late to build any camaraderie or connection before the big showdown. Uh, it's like watching the Avengers minus the first 90 minutes of the movie. Uh, another couple weak spots would be the characters Renee Montoya and Cassandra Kane, two characters that I love in the comic form or that I love in comic book form but uh, I feel really are unrealized here. Montoya definitely having more promise in the beginning uh, showcasing her ability as, as a detective but by the end, quickly turns into a simple brawler that blends into, or that blends in with all the other ass-kicking females, which robs her of any kind of individuality. So, uh, Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Kane, who, who, in the comics is a badass child assassin, daughter of Lady Shiva. Uh, she eventually turns into a superhero, donning the costume and becoming Batgirl for a while is relegated to a stereotypical street-talking, pickpocketing MacGuffin with not much going on for her story arc-wise. She is pretty much character in name only. So if you are as big a fan as I am, now I don't try to take all my comic book biases when I go into these movies. Like, every character needs to be exactly like that. But if they were going to go the way they went, I wish they would have at least, at least done something different or done something with that character. I mean, I mean, for example, and this is me comparing it to a Marvel film, they did this with Star-Lord in terms of his parentage, where his father in the comics is, like, alien royalty. 
And instead of doing that in the movies, they had his dad be Ego, the living planet. And in the comics, Ego and Star-Lord have nothing in common, nothing to do with each other. But it, but they made it work in the story, and that's perfectly fine. But they did they made a change, but still did something different and cool with it. They just made her, in this movie, they just made Cassie Kane a pickpocket, and that's really much it. She doesn't really have a character arc. She doesn't really have any agency. She, she doesn't want anything. In fact, for the most part, most of the characters in this movie don't really want anything. So, other than, like, Harley not wanting to die, <laughs> it, this movie is very, very plot-driven, because characters just kind of have to go from point A to point B to get said thing. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on is the feminist agenda in this movie. <sighs> All right, let's just get into this. Uh, it can be overbearing at times, uh, the fact that men aren't allowed to be good or competent at pretty much anything was an easy notice. Now, I don't mind the majority, or even if all the men are are bad guys. That's pretty much everybody in this movie is a bad guy, or at least an anti-hero to some degree. But the fact that none of the none of the men get any real shades of gray, while all the girls who kill almost as many people, Harley especially, get a fair in-depth shake. The bad girls with a heart of gold, if you will. Uh, they also have Black Canary sing the most obvious song you could possibly sing in a movie such as this. But I'll let y'all guess what that is. To put my ideals out there simply, uh, one does not need to kneecap an entire group of people in order to elevate another, and I will leave it at that. All in all, this is a light, fun movie, heavy emphasis on the light, and uh, it's, it, it pays me to pays me to give it this rating because I'm a huge DC fan, and a lot of people that know me think I go a bit soft on DC because I just have these DC tinted glasses that just makes every DC movie at least great in my eyes, but uh, that is not always the fact, and it is not the fact here, and I'm going to give this movie a 6.5 out of 10. Thank you for joining me for another look. You can listen to our podcast on Podbean, you can message us on Facebook, you can tweet at us at another look, that is with three O's. I'm Jeremy McKinley, and thank you for joining me. <laughs>